Peace, everyone. I can't really see. <laughs> so, um, I'm guessing you can see me, not and willfully. You'll let me know if you can hear me. All right. But, um, now they want to come. <laughs> All right. So, let's see. I'm going to leave it how it is. Um, yeah, just let me know if you can hear me clearly. I don't know if you can see me clearly. Peace, James Gadabaki. Um, but the seeing isn't really that big a deal, right? It's more about the hearing. Peace, Amal. Greetings, greetings. Greetings to you. And uh, everybody that's up everybody that's here loud and clear all right cool thank you thank you thank you for that yeah peace plan og they're going by kind of fast so so i might have missed some of them i'm sorry uh i see andrea and i think sapphire plus i can't really see my seat my screen very well um had many so yeah if i if i miss you uh it's not i'm not ignoring you i can't see the screen very well and it's going by pretty fast. Um, mm. Yeah, let's <laughs> catch my breath. I was just uh, finishing up some of my um, stretching and stuff like that. Yeah, peace, peace, Bob Emanuel. Yeah. So, you know, I um, started, as you probably noticed on, on first days, I'm starting a little later because I know many people don't have to report in to a, um, a labor assignment, you know, as early, so maybe you like to sleep in a little bit. So for me, it's a regular, you know, it's a, it's a regular work day. But uh, I understand everybody has different situations. Greetings, precious mom and Kashia. So yeah, I just start a little later too, so that way people in other time zones, you know, it's not, you know, it's not so early for them. You know, just kind of give give people that relief a little bit on first day and then of course you know on second day it goes right back to how we've been doing it but um and like I said I may miss some of your stuff in the chat I really can't see my screen because of the angulation of the sun and everything so uh again don't think I'm I can't even see myself I just see fingers <laughs> doing that but um I'm not ignoring you all right but uh peace iris I can see a little bit as they come up but, um, you know, just to continue a little bit, because I noticed like some people, peace of Shanti brag, uh, some people have kind of reached out a little bit, made little comments in there about what I was speaking about. And on our last command, um, I, I see it, <laughs> you know, that conversation not, and not in a bad way, you know, but I see that it really uh, struck a nerve in some ways, you know, because, again, like I said, if you're living among people, um, you're going to get hurt. Peace, Krishan. You know, that's what it is. You're going to get hurt. You're going to or not hurt. I shouldn't say that. But you're going to be given opportunities to forgive, you know. So I can see that that conversation that we had, um, you know, that it really it hit home for a lot of people and that's unfortunate you know peace Juanisha I think it's Juanisha like I said I can't really see my screen um but um you know it's unfortunate that it hit home with so many because you know I was speaking about something that was pretty pretty tragic peace sister Manera you know um but a lot of us come into uh, experiences like this one where we're trying to develop ourselves it's going by super fast I think I see a queer piece of queer I think I see Sequoia peace is Sequoia if I am seeing you if not you just get a piece anyway <laughs> and shadow book and Naya like I said it's I can't see my screen so <laughs> I always try to greet everyone I think it's important to do that especially because for the most part everybody greets me so I don't you know I, I don't think it's polite to ignore you like that but um yeah, I might, you might, I can't really see. So, <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyway, like I said, I know it's a subject that really um, hits home 
for a lot of people. And um, that's that's unfortunate, you know, whether it's the molestation piece or, you know, kind of um, being in a situation when you're in trouble and you reach out to family members or relatives, you find out they're relatives. Peace, Deidre. And they they don't want to get involved. You know, like I ain't got nothing. I don't want to touch that. I don't want to get involved. And that is kind of a common sad story that happens a lot. And you know the thing is, one of one of the one of the things that kind of came up that people were kind of inquiring about, they were like, well, it, for them it was more conditional, you know. So they were like, yeah, I can understand what you're saying. However, if this happened to you or this was done, then it would be okay to kind of do your own thing, if you will, or follow your own emotions, you know, depending on the level of of tragedy or the or the level of offense. And that's just the thing. No, those are excuses. You see, peace, passe. And that's the thing that um, some people have difficulty conceptualizing that, yeah, you may have gone through something tragic, something horrific, you know, but at the end of the day, if you're looking for a deeper relationship with the divine, the divine's will becomes your will. Peace, Shannon. So even like when you're asking for something, when you're doing ritual, and if I'm if I'm saying people's names wrong, please forgive me. Like I said, I think I'm seeing what I think I'm seeing, but my whole screen is like black. <laughs> so um, I'm kind of really more going by some of the avatars I can see that I remember. But um, but yeah, like I was saying, you know, a lot of times uh we don't realize that that's the whole thing so like even when you're doing ritual you're you're affirming peace moksha to to particular energy you know your affirmation should should revolve around the divine will not what you want not what you feel and that's what i was saying you know like i hear what people feel all the time and sometimes we don't realize that if you're not anchored and rooted in the divine will your feelings aren't enough and you know, I've had people very passionately <laughs> try to get me to acknowledge their feelings as a point of, of validity and a judgment that's being given or a decision that needs to be made or in the middle of a divination. You know, I know how I feel. Okay. Congratulations. <laughs> Peace, Sherelle. But that's not enough. You know, because one thing about feelings is that feelings are a response to emotions. And Peace, Olga. And emotions can be severely manipulated, as can feelings be by those emotions, right? You know, if you don't get enough sleep, you'll be feeling a certain way. You'll have a certain feeling about something. If you don't get enough food, um, some people go through seasonal depressions. Peace, Levette, I think. Um, some people go through seasonal depression, you know, uh, where they start to feel a different way based upon the season. You know, there's so many different factors that go into how we feel that you can't, or you can, but it would be advisable not to use that as an anchor point in anything. You know, so some of the responses that people were, were sharing were just kind of like, you know, yeah, but I went through this. So greetings, me, myself, and I, and Sue Ann. Um, so based on me going through this, then it would be acceptable because I feel like that was horrible. And then they try to, <laughs> they always try to put it on you. So are you saying that it's fine for me to, I'm not doing any of that with you. I'm teaching you and that's it, <laughs> you know, so you can learn or you can not learn, but it doesn't matter. You're going to come to the same thing eventually. I'm just trying to give it to you easier because, you know, peace Zanaba. I think that's Zanaba. Um, you know, I'm not going to go through the whole thing. I can't see my screen very well. <laughs> uh, but, every, you know, I already said that my screen, I can't see that well. So I may say some of your names wrong. Um, I apologize in advance. Um, but, yeah, so those are excuses that you're trying to root yourself in that honestly are just not applicable to um, Peace Brandy Moore. They're just not applicable when you're really seeking to have a deeper relationship. Because that's the whole point. The deeper relationship means that you move your emotions and your feelings out of the way. So even, like I said, when you're affirming for something, or some of you may pray, that's what you may do. You may pray or, 
or ask or petition, you know, how, however it is that you, that you do what you do, um, it should always, or I would advise you to, if you're going to ask for something, always wrap that in, this is what I want, and if you want me to have it, can I have it? <laughs> you know, basically, I'm just kind of giving it to you in a real kind of simple kind of way, but just, I want this, I want that, I want that. And like I was sharing that that's a very immature form of a relationship. You know, when everything is just based on what you want and what you feel, as opposed to, yeah, I have feelings. I'm, I have wants. I am going to want this. I am going to feel this way. But please, if you feel the same way about it, peace, YG gutter, or if you want the same thing, then please let it let it be. But ultimately, let my will be your will. And as we mature and as we grow, willfully, that's eventually what happens. The, you know, the will of the divine and our will becomes the same thing. That's when you're aligning the soul with the spirit. But it's not based upon, you know, well, this thing happened to me, that thing happened to me. So there's no way that I can live in a way that's um, inclusive of what the divine is kind of... Um, ordering me or directing me to be because that wouldn't make any sense it wouldn't make any sense spiritual law doesn't work that way it's not based upon well yeah i understand that this is the law however my life has been so difficult that i that you know that's when you get into statements like well the big guy up there knows my heart god knows my heart you know that's where you get into those silly made-up statements like that um if you're given something to do it's because you can do it Regardless of what you think you've endured of which, or, or what you have endured or, or and again, I'm not negating any of that, you know, so like I said, some of the, the feedback came in that that way, but it wasn't like it wasn't angry or anything like that. It was almost trying to get me to agree with something. I'm like, nah, that ain't it. You know, yeah, I understand what you're saying. But like, yeah, if I went through this, then it's the same thing. Peace, Chef Bougie or Boogie. <laughs> um, it's, it's the same thing. It's, it's the same exact thing that you're required to do. And like I said, excuses can be so dangerous because an excuse is, is, is nothing but a reason wrapped up, wrapped up in a lie. Like if you could make a, you could make a, a reason sandwich, the bread would be the lie, you know? Um, yeah. So you got to be careful with those excuses. I can't do this because of that. You know, I talk to people sometimes that constantly have peace through here, you know, like this thing with their own emotions. Like, you know, like I said the other day, like, I'll go off. I'll go off. With never thought that other people can go off too. You ain't the only one that could go off. <laughs> you know, just because people are showing self-control, it doesn't mean that they're weak. It means that they're strong. You're the weak one, you know. And it's funny, as I was talking about that, there was something that I had remember it was kind of a sort of a funny thing it wasn't funny at the time but um years ago real quick because you know it's gonna be a long story but long story short i was with my brother at the music store up in white plains in new york this is like long long time ago probably yeah i don't know a long time ago um yeah it was a long time ago i think it was so long ago i think i had on a fubu fleece yeah, I think I had a FUBU fleece hoodie on. So, you know, not a FUBU, like, vintage where we bring it back. I'm talking about when they first came out. So it was a long time ago. I remember the night, though. I remember the fleece I had on. And basically, we coming out of the music store. I ran into somebody that I knew from the industry. And peace, Haitian queen, give thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, good to see you here. And, um... You know, so we're, we're chopping it up, and my brother is going to go get the car, right? You know, so peace, Roxanne. So um, all I hear, I hear my name being called out. I hear, like, yo, you, you. And I'm like, what? You know, so I, I, I walk up to where to where the car was parked, and I don't even, at this point, I don't even remember what it was about, but it was these three guys there who were riffing with my brother who were, you know, they were, they were like arguing. I don't even know what happened. I don't even, I don't even remember. I don't even think I asked, but I walked up and as soon as they saw me, 
they were like, oh, oh, you know, no, no, it's okay, it's okay. Hey, we don't want any problems. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Okay, I'm not saying that I'm some tough guy, and trust me, I'm not saying that. You may hear me even share some stories sometimes, like what? But that's not. I was never a tough guy. It's just situations I've been in and stuff like that. And I'm a man, so men inherently are gonna are kind of rough. So you know, it is what it is. So. I want, I want to explain when I'm saying this. I'm not saying, like, they saw me and, like, bowed down, like, oh, it's Debo. But there was something about me, because I didn't come up riffing. I, it was something about me that they were like, all right, we, we don't want any smoke, right? So, but I'm hearing them as I'm walking up, and they were trying to circle my brother, who is formidable in his own right. So, I mean, he would have probably slid all of them, you know what I mean? But there was, I remember there was three of them, and, like, one was going behind him, and then one was on the side, and then one he was arguing. So they were about to do something to him. So when I come up on the sidewalk, they were like, no, 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 no. And, like, they're pleading. And I'm, they're pleading so much that now I'm trying to really be the peacemaker because I'm like, if, you know, Popo show up or something, I don't want it to seem like we were the aggressors. So I'm like, listen, man, it's all right. It's, everything is cool. Just, you know, we'll go our way. You go your way. da, da, da. I didn't even I don't even remember what what the the beef was. I, I don't even remember. It's so long ago. But it was I remember like years later like laughing me and I laughing about that. You know what I mean? And um you know, so for whatever they they felt or they saw in me when I walked up, they kind of knew like this isn't, you know, this isn't going to go the way we want it to go or whatever. But here, here's the thing, right? Which was always funny to me. People will make a big noise and act like they're so out of control when a lot of times they really have control. It's like, you know, um, you may be stupid, but you ain't crazy. You know, that, that kind of statement like that. And a lot of times the same applies to us with our own lack, peace, Esme, our lack of emotional control. You know, we we will go off and riff. Sometimes you'll see that in houses, you know. Um, you know, sometimes, like, especially when you were young, you might get in trouble or something or your friend gets in trouble and they want you to come home with them <laughs> and it's like well if you're there i won't get in trouble if you you know company's over or whatever so it's kind of like you know people know when to when to reel that in people know when to stop no matter how much they pretend that they can't control themselves they're out of control i'll go off i got this temper this that that but let there be someone there who they want to impress or someone who they want to show a certain image in in front of all of a sudden they got all this control that they didn't have before. You know, so like I said, just like in that situation, you riffing, you acting like like y'all some wolves. Y'all about to pounce. And then when I come, it's now you pleading for your life practically. You know what I mean? And I didn't come up I'm not I'm not a loud person. The volume you hear me talking right now is about as loud as I go. This is about I'm on ten. <laughs> it's about as loud as, as as my my voice box goes, right? So I wasn't coming like and I, and I don't really use profanity that much, especially back then. I didn't use it at all. So it, I wasn't walking up aggressive, but I'm walking up like, yo, what's what's up? What's, what's up? What's the issue? What's the problem? Calm, you know? So that's the thing, man. Um, a lot of times people will go off and I don't have emotional control or I have to respond this way or react this way and treat this person like this, treat this person like that, because it feels good. It feels good to go off. It's a, it's, it, it's, it's a nice relief. For the moment, it's a nice release of, of what it is that that you're that you're bottling up and that you're holding. But the truth is, a lot of times you do have control. You do have control. You know, um, I deal with that all the time with the work that I do. You know, sometimes people they're doing sessions with me, and they think it's going to go a certain way because they're going to get emotional and try to back me down. And I'm not moved by tears. I'm not moved by people's anger and yelling or that's never moved me, you know, that's never moved me, um, so that helps a lot of times, because when I'm doing sessions with people, they facing the iron wall, as I call it, you know, so when, when you're done with that, then we can get back to work, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so um, the, the emotional control, a lot of times, that we're pretending that we don't have, we're just making excuses, which are just lies, we're lying to ourselves, and, and a lot of times we're using those lies to avoid the real transformation and change that we know we need to experience in life, right? So I'll give you another great example. This is something I used to go through. 
Yeah, I got them for days. Um, a woman I was, well, more than one woman. I've been with a couple of messy women. Um, but <laughs> this to be clear. A woman who I, we lived together at one point many years ago, um, she was really, really messy. And um, whenever someone would come by to visit, she would like go into this frantic like cleanup which used to always irritate me because i'd be like but i'm here all the time <laughs> you know like i'm i'm kicking stuff around on the floor all the time and like i gotta live in this mess with you but the the the, the guess is more important because you don't because reputation you don't want them to think a certain thing about you or whatever you know what i mean that you keep a messy house but you do keep a messy house <laughs> you know um but it would always be because that particular place we were in at the time, there were, you know, it was multi-level home. So, um, you know, the thing about it is that they would always just clean the first, the first floor and the first floor bathroom, right? And get, the, and of course, get the, the the dishes out the sink or whatever. But upstairs would. And, and downstairs, below that, that floor would still be horrendous, right? And <laughs> I remember one of my friends even saying that once, like, yeah, man, she's a good sister, man. She keeps an impeccable home. And, you know, it, when I'm in a relationship with someone, I'm never going to, you know, no matter how you are, I'm never going to out you. That's just how I am, you know? Um, so I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> you know, but in my mind, I'm like, if you only knew, you know, but... It is what it is. Maybe we'll work, we'll clean that up later, but I'm not going to, we're a team for now. And I just chose a messy teammate, <laughs> you know? So my point that I'm saying is that a lot of times that's how we live our lives. You know, like um, we're just doing these little quick cleanups, you know, and we don't really want to do, you know, like that was that home needed a deep cleaning. I'll give you an example. Like, when after she and I split, um, another sister I know came through. You know, it was a sister. She used to like to come and like do things for me or whatever, and um, make me food or whatever. And one day she was like, "I really want to like deep clean your space." And I'm like, "I have at it." You know, it's all yours. And she's pulling stuff out, <laughs> it's like pulling the stove out, and you know, and and, and she's just like. Your, your place is so beautiful like you have such nice things like how could someone like let it like not clean it you know properly like all of these beautiful you know um the artwork and the really expensive furniture and stuff you have you know like because and because I, I i used to like to get into i know you're not gonna believe this but i used to like to decorate a little bit you know i'm just gonna say a little bit <laughs> you know what i'm saying but, um, so, you know, I've always liked nice things, you know, finer things, if, if you will. And not necessarily expensive things, but nice things, you know. Um, so that's an example of sometimes we just doing light cleanings on our life and on our own spirit. But we won't allow the will of the creator to do a deep cleanse. It doesn't feel comfortable. That's not what we want. You know, so, so we live our lives kind of just covering up. When so-and-so comes around, now we want to act super spiritual, you know, or, or, you know, or we're trying to impress people. We go into a room of, of spiritual adherence and it's, it's all this and, and Ashe and, oh, and, and, you know, and, and yes, Hotep and, and it's all that. But, you know, th those are the simple cleans, cleanses that we do. Or when it's time to go do a ritual at the Ile, now we got our whites on and we calling him Baba and, or calling her Ia and, and this and that, but that's not really how we think about men, or that's not really how we think about women, or even about those people. It's just that we're trying to fulfill an, an agenda for what it is that we want, you see? And so what we do is we do light cleansings instead of doing the, the necessary deep cleanses that we know we're supposed to be putting ourselves through and putting our spirits through, you know? So... That's kind of just a small example, it, and it, hopefully it's a relatable one. Well, hopefully it's not relatable, because I hope y'all are not people who do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, clean your house properly. <laughs> and remember that the house is symbolic of the mind, of, 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 of your thoughts and your mind. So, you know, um, only 
cleaning up the part that you feel people that is conscious that people can see and that are encountering doesn't mean that the other things don't come forth because I remember at one point yeah when I was with that sister I ended up with a mouse infection and if you remember what I said the other day I can't stand rodents <laughs> so imagine how to, that that's one of the things I keep it a, a buck that accelerated the breakup because <laughs> I'm like yo now I got mice you know like and it, and it happened one time like I came I found out it was crazy um so one of my 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 friends uh his his woman woman was over at the time and she was using the upstairs bathroom which the sister went crazy about that later she was like you let her go upstairs hey <laughs> clean the house <laughs> you know like you the one got your stuff strewn all over the space the spaces that i operated in are are clean and orderly like these are the places that you use are messed up you know i had three bathrooms like bathroom i use is, is perfectly spick and span you know what i mean so she comes upstairs and the way that the steps were angled if one of the bedroom doors was open you could like see as you're coming up the steps you could see like under the bed as you're walking up so basically she saw a mouse under the bed peace india uh eating a vegetable patty <laughs> so i wasn't home at the time so i i come home actually me and my friend who was his her her mate we, we were i don't know we were out doing something and um we come back and she's like we have mice and you know this company over so i guess i'm doing the same thing i don't I didn't really want to riff like of course we got freaking like if nobody was there I would have like of course we got some other effing mice you, you know so I'm like how you know and she says the mouse looked at me in my eyes this is what she said it, I saw I was like you sure it wasn't a shadow or something she was like I saw it it looked at me in my eyes <laughs> I was like okay <laughs> and she and then she told me the story about you know I'm like she's coming up the steps and saw the mouse underneath the bed eating a vegetable patty. We have vegetarian mice, so I'm like, why was there a vegetable patty under the bed? Yes, before I'm even dealing with the mice thing, I'm like, why was there a vegetable patty? Peace, 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 brother Vermont, peace, quantum love, under the bed. And she was like, oh. I was going to get it. So you knew there was a half, like, I, I, didn't, I don't even know how I got there, but you knew there was a half of vegetable patty under a bed. You knew and you left it there, right? So now there's mice. And it was so bad. See, I'm telling them, you know, I ain't really embarrassed because me by myself, I don't have mice when I'm when I'm alone which I noticed something over the years back then, like every time yeah. <laughs> I'm by myself and I, there's food being made here and everything, there's no mice. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, so um, that opened up a larger, because even my man's woman was like, yo, like, peace, Allison. Like, she she knew it was there, <laughs> you know, like, and I'm just like, yeah, just just <laughs> just just leave that alone. You know, like, <laughs> but um, deep cleaning, right? Refuse to do a deep clean, but doing surface cleanings just to impress people because you're finding your identity in the wrong thing. So I knew it was bad. Like I ended up, I think, catching a mouse and I'm like, OK, I didn't know a lot about mice at that time. Believe it or not, I own several homes and stuff. But it was like I never really had mice. And um you know, one of the things is that when they're out in the daytime like that, just kicking and getting food, where there's one, there's more. So I found that out later. You know, I'm over. We had a uh, something, like a little get-together at the house. And um, I'm in the kitchen talking to, to one of my partners, and mice are just crisscrossing the floor. And I'm like, yo! <laughs> and, you know, when they make themselves visible when people are around that means they've been there for a long time like there's a lot of them they, they're comfortable so i ended up like going on a like rampage and i ended up getting like 
I think it was like, I counted like 11 of them, you know, within maybe a less than a one month period. I got like 11 of them. So I had an infestation. Um, like I said, and this eventually led to the breakdown of the relationship. <laughs> Cause you know, in my mind, I'm like, what else ain't clean? You know, if, if you know, not to be vulgar, but if, if you allow that there, food under the bed and hot, you know, like what else might you not be telling me about, you know, what you're supposed to be keeping, um, bacterial free and things like that. So, you know, that, that started, like I said, that ended the, the, the breakdown because I, I have a, I have a, a thing about that, you know, um, about where I, where I allow myself to, um, be. And, um, I'm really particular about not being in places where, um, I'm gonna be carrying something that I got to carry the rest of my life or, you know, I don't care if I got to carry it until I get a shot. I don't want, no, nah, I'm not here for that. You know, um, I can, I, I like to be able to proudly say, nah, I ain't negative. <laughs> Look down a lot, negative, 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 negative. You know, now let's play. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, I'm just giving that example of, um, you know, sometimes we just refuse to do the deep cleaning because of what it truly represents. You know, you find that sometimes with people, there'll be a mess somewhere. And you'd be like, why don't you just pick it up? And they just get very comfortable in mess. Very comfortable with something always being a little broken, something always be, being a little crooked. or You know, they don't like everything being orderly. There's, there's, a, there's a discomfort, almost in order. There's a, there's a discomfort and cleanliness. And that's, and I might also add that this particular individual had, still has zero emotional control. Zero. You know, um, which never works well with me because, again, I don't, your excuses are not valid. You know, um, that's just a lie. <laughs> you know, um, this is a person that when they talk to you, you don't even have to say anything. And they'll, they'll, they'll start talking and say, okay, you know what? I'm going to try to keep myself calm as I'm having this. Con like, don't start no conversation with me like that. Nobody even said anything to you. What's wrong with you? You know? So it just kind of, you start to see that emotional control and a lack of deep cleaning go hand in hand. And sometimes as we make excuses for not cleaning our space, whether it's our physical space or our mental space, because it's the same thing. A lot of times we'll use those same kind of excuses for not cleaning out really those demonic emotions that we have, because all those are, those are demons that you're, you're allowing to rule over you. And you're, you're making excuses for being demonically infested. That's all it is. You're just like I had a mouse infestation, you know, at that time, um, you might have a demon infestation and, I went berserk getting those things out of there, right? Um, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you. I, I don't know if you brothers got the heart to do it, but I'm gonna give you a little something that that worked well. If you gotta, you know, you're dealing with children, or you know, you're trying to. Even you women could probably use it, but I don't know if you got the heart to do it. Um, so basically, where where my stove was and my counter, I had. I don't know, go through a long story. But anyway, there was a space between my stove and my counter. All right, let's just be, let's just, I'll make it quick. So I used to always say, like, listen, don't cut things on the edge of the counter, like food and stuff, because it slides in between that space, and then it just stays there, and then rodents come. Now, of course, if you were pulling the, the stove out every seven days or so and sweeping and mopping it, you wouldn't really have that problem, but I know that's not going to happen. So I had so many different wood chopping box blocks that I bought here. Chop, you could chop on this, chop on this is even better. You know, would never use it just because it's easier just to do it there. So me, like I said, you have soft protocols, you got hard protocols. Soft protocols is me speaking to you. Hard protocol is me creating a situation where you can't keep doing what you're doing, right? So in the middle of a soft protocol and a hard protocol, is me traumatizing you. And I don't have a problem with the trauma. 
So still chopping, letting stuff fall in the middle. I, I remember I came home one day. I'm seeing all. I looked in him and I saw all this food there. I'm like, all right, enough. So the next mouse I caught. <laughs> I bought this box like like a you know like a like a box you like for like a watch and i take the mouse and i put it in the in the box <laughs> i'm sorry let me get through this <laughs> i find pleasure in things i shouldn't find pleasure in, right so i come in no i think i was there first she comes in this is like maybe a day later and i'm like yo yeah you know what i'm saying i, I got you something whatever it's upstairs you know what i'm saying it's on the dresser it's on the nightstand <laughs> so i had look <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry give me a second <laughs> so so i lit a candle right so i ran a bath right i ran i ran a bath and i had put some flowers in there and some lavender and um I put a candle <laughs> on a nightstand. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me catch my breath. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, 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 I put, so I put a candle on a nightstand, right? And this was back in the days, I had this like little CD. It was like state of the art. <laughs> it was a CD alarm clock. So I had, you know, I had basically the sex mix playing. There's a certain mix that I had, uh, you know. So I had the sex mix playing. <laughs> and she and I heard her, she was like, oh. She was like, oh. <laughs> so I'm just downstairs, like I'm I'm just waiting. Like I'm, sit, I'm sitting on the sofa, but I could hear everything upstairs. And I just heard her, she was like, oh. <laughs> so I was like, all right probably saw the bath or whatever you know she, she smell it like you can smell the lavender then um she go i hear her like because i can hear the steps like she walks over to the nightstand and she was like i, I heard the breath and the next thing i <laughs> man yeah life is good and she's just like <laughs> and uh she goes running <laughs> she goes running all the way downstairs to the back porch <laughs> oh man hold on hold on hold on, hold on. my eyes are, i'm getting dizzy <laughs> i'm getting dizzy for laughing so much hold on um oh you had to been there it was classic I wish back then we had smartphones and stuff because I would have filmed it. I could have went viral. Oh, man, she ran all the way downstairs and then ran all the way to the back, through the kitchen, all the way to the back porch. <laughs> so I just came, you know, I just came in. See, that's the thing with me. I don't, I don't argue. I don't like, I don't. You know, I don't holler anything like that. So I, I find other things to do to make my point. Because sometimes, because I'm so cool about things, people be thinking like, it ain't really no big deal. And it's like, no, it's just that I'm not, I'm not a, you know, I'm not an amped up kind of person. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm enjoying this memory of queer because you know, I told you stop chopping stuff in between the stove. You don't care. See, that's what happens when you mess with somebody who ain't never had nothing and used to having things. You know what I mean? So I just walked calmly. I walked calmly into the kitchen, to the back porch. And she over there acting like she going to do something. I said, listen, you better take that look off your face. I was like, I was like let's just start right there. You better get that, that, that old Rambo bugged out looking look in your eyes. You better, you better fix your face. Let's start there. All right? And, and then... I, I left. I said, I'm going to come back. And when I come back, your face better be right. So I went and got the mouse. I went right back up. And I'm holding it. And I said, listen. I told you. Stop, <laughs> stop cutting stuff in between the stove. I said, so this time you got it easy. Next time you keep doing that. And if you keep bringing mice into my house, 
it's going to be somewhere that you are not going to be expecting. But there will be mice all in your life, all around. I said, and, and, and then I said, and you're going to throw this one out because this is you. I ain't going to keep catching these things and putting myself at risk for goddamn uh, bubonic plague, you know, because you lazy. So I was like, here, here you go. You can go through the whole process I go through with the shopping bag and, and all of that and everything. So she goes and um, gets the, the broom and puts it in the back and brooms it all the way down the street, like a block away, and, and brooms it, sweeps it, brooms it, sweeps it into a, a sewage grate. Yeah, man. But that scream was classic because it wasn't just, it was like, ah! <laughs> it's like <laughs> the horror <laughs> yeah so uh you got to get control of your emotions you know you got to be in control of your emotions and because i was in control of my emotions I, I was able to think my way through it like okay how can i how can i get this to stop happening this is happening too much you know so that's just an example i mean i got a bunch of them I got a bunch of them. I got a video. You know what? Maybe I'll, 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 I'll put it on here one day. My son, he used to always leave his do-rag in the, in, on the bathroom counter. And I used to tell him all the time, like, yo, man, stop leaving your nasty ass. Stop leaving your do-rag on the bathroom counter, man. Like, after you finish, because my children like to primp. You know, after you finish doing all your whatever you do, because I don't know what takes you so long in there, you know, but after you finish, you know, uh, clean your stuff out. Like, don't don't let people come in there and have to see everything you did. You know what I mean? So it'll always be the do rag there, the brush, extra hair. You know what I mean? I don't know where the hair's coming from. And around that time, they were in love with their do rag do rags because you know um, they were doing the, the whole wavy thing. You know what I mean? So. You know, you know, pops, pops hooked me up on the side, try to get some waves going, you know, that type of thing. So I got a video of uh, me going to the supermarket with like a bunch of do-rags. And, <laughs> and I go up to the counter and I'm like, yeah, these were over by the salad bar. Um, I don't know, do you guys have a lost and found? I think somebody left them by it. And these are my son's like, they're like the nice do-rags he bought, like the nice, yeah, like some purple ones and you know what I mean? And, um, and I filmed it and sent it to him while, you know, he was in school, you know, and he's going crazy. Baba, no, all my do-rags. And the woman, it was funny. She didn't want to touch the do-rags. She was like, I was like, yeah, you got a lot. She was like, oh, she was like, um, yeah. So she gets it, grabs a plastic bag. She's like, you just put them in here. <laughs> so, you know, she threw them out, you know? So after that, he didn't leave any more do-rags on the bathroom counter. Right, didn't have to, uh, didn't have to beat nobody up. <laughs> didn't have to beat nobody up. Didn't have to holler. Didn't, you ain't gonna stress me out. Life is short, so if you do something that's inconsiderate, I'm gonna figure out a way to get some enjoyment out of correcting the situation. So that was enjoyable for me, <laughs> you know. And I have it on film. Like I said, I might even, yeah, it might even be on, on my thing here. But you know, I still have that film. I saw. I was going through it the other day. It was laughing at it. And the lady with the back. You could just put him in here. <laughs> yeah, so um, I tell you, the more we grow and the more we develop, man, the more we should be striving to make sure that our will is the same will as the Almighty. And then when you get into that place, man, you're not making so many excuses about what you can't do. Uh, why, why would you call me to do that? Because sometimes we root our personality and what we want to do or what we don't want to do. A lot of times that happens even, you know, when we're rooting our identity and our and our jobs and in our titles, you know, and because I always wanted to be this, I always wanted to do that. But is that what the creator wanted for you? You, you see what I'm saying? Is, is that what the creator wanted? You know, when I first started, well, before I knew, um, there was another iteration of it. You know, like, and I've shared this before, like, my thing was always to be behind the scenes because I, I, I don't really like being, you know, the front man, if, if you will. And at that time, I was rolling with some people who I felt were excellent front men, you know. Um, they were more articulate than I, um, had 
maybe um, like the story I'm telling you, like they wouldn't do anything like that to their children or do something like that to their, their mate. They wouldn't do that. So they're like nicer people. <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool. I'll work behind the scenes. Y'all, y'all do the Shango thing. I'll do the Ogun thing. And then because of a series of events, I had to come out front. And not just a series of events, but the creator had been telling me all the time, let you you well, it's a it's a particular old do. Let this be, be let this thing be known. I'm not gonna tell you the old do. We won't get into that. But and I'm like, nah. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm saying to the creator, like, nah, I don't wanna do that. Like I don't wanna uh uh-uh, uh, I don't wanna I'm I'm not I ain't trying to do that. <laughs> you know, I don't wanna be out there talking and and talking <laughs> just and being seen and and things like that and I don't want that um because I had rooted myself in the identity of being the, the dude in the back and I and I found security I even used to call myself the unseen reality like I had come up with this whole like phantom persona yeah I'm the unseen reality you know um and and part of that might have even been ego you know um because I had the ability to control things <laughs> I was the unseen hand you know, I'm the one setting up all the events and making sure that cameramen are there so that we can film and, you know, just dealing with all the technology and the subjects and, and getting contracts and stuff like that. And I like that. I liked being in that space, but that wasn't the space that I was supposed to be in, you know. Um, so when I learned to find rootage, and the identity that the creator had given to me now comes forth what you're experiencing now, you see. Um, and if you ask me if, if if I could, if I would go back to the unseen reality, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what it may be like, but you've helped so many people. And I, yeah, but I, I still, I like me personally, I still rather be that, that, that dude, you know. Um, because you don't have to be mindful of, of as many things. <laughs> you know, even when I'm telling a story, I have to be mindful of what I say and not saying a name or things like that. And, you know, um, there's always there's always still, uh, um, you gotta control the narrative in a lot of different ways that, um, you know, it's not always fun, you know? But um, it's what I'm being called to be and what I'm being called to do even the honesty of sharing a story. I think if you go back and listen to enough of my segments, you probably, I guess, I think you'll come to the conclusion that if I want to, I can just straight teach for four or five hours without blinking an eye. Like, and I'm not, I'm not bragging or anything like that. Cause it doesn't mean I'm teaching anything good, but I, but I, but I don't have to tell a story. Like I can, I, I know enough metaphysics, enough spirituality, enough religion, enough culture, enough history that enough psychology that I can just teach straight, you know. So um, when you're in the front, sometimes you learn the value of also being relatable, you know, maybe sharing, you know, like, hey, parents, this is what you could instead of going off and going crazy because you think you don't have emotional control. You know, this is what you can do. Uh, the other thing I used to do regularly, oh man, I used to throw my, my children's uh, clothes away all the time. Um, that was a regular thing, right? Um, <laughs> because, yeah, you leaving your sneakers in the middle of the floor, you come home, leave your sneakers, in, move your sneakers, move your sneakers. There's a spot designated for sneakers because, you know, they like to dress. So they got like 30 pairs of sneakers. Here's a designated place for your, for your stuff. Okay, you want to leave it in the middle of the floor? Okay, cool. No problem. I just would take it, throw it in the garbage can. You know, um, or my other thing, I'd take them and I would leave them outside in the yard. Like, it'd be like a treasure hunt thing. And sometimes there'd be a lesson in that because my youth would be like, it'd be like a month later. Baba, did you see my Jordans? Or they'd be naming these sneakers. Like, even when I was young, I wasn't into sneakers. So I didn't even know sneakers when I was young. Like, I always wore boots, <laughs> you know, I was, I was a, um, paranoid type of, type of, uh, teenager. And I always was like, 
in case you got to stomp somebody out, it's always good to have boots on. You know, so I always had a paranoia around that. So I'm like, nah, I wore boots. If they wasn't Doc Martens, they was Tim's, you know, but it was always boots, you know, um, except for gym class. <laughs> and, and sometimes in gym class, I used to wear these, these boots, the 20 Belows, the Tim's. They were like half sneaker, half boots, but I wasn't really a big sneaker wear. And I remember one time I came to school with sneakers on and my boys clowned me the whole day. They was like, yo, you got on sneakers. I was trying something different, you know, and they was like, yo, I can't believe he's wearing sneakers. You know what I mean? And they was the right sneakers. I had on the right ones, you know what I mean? But it's just like, yo, you don't even look right. <laughs> and I'm a teenager. Like, these are for us. They're like, y'all don't even look right on you. You know, put, put your Tim's back on. <laughs> you know? But um, what I would do was just take them, put it outside. And, and it'd be a lesson in that because it could be a month later. Oh, Baba, you seen my KDs? The hell is that? KDs. What's, what's KDs? <laughs> you know, my Kevin Durant's. Oh, have I seen it? Yeah, I've seen them. Then I start playing the riddle games. And then they start looking around in the yard. It done rained five, six times. Or it, raccoons been all in them. And it's been a month. You got so many sneakers that you don't even realize they missing for a whole month. There's a problem, you see. So there's so many lessons that, that I, I would teach there. Leaving clothes certain place, put them in the garbage can. Or I got into another thing. Um, I would put them where the cleaning supplies were. You know, that was another little thing I would do. And because, you know, you got chores. Every seven days, you got your chores. Now, I know if you didn't do your chores properly, you know, yeah, you didn't really wipe behind. You do this. All right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take your sneakers and put them up in the closet with a, with a Swiffer, for the, for the Swiffer mops are, with a, with a pads for the Swiffer mops are. I remember it was about seven months went by. My son said, man, Baba, I know you got my son. I still can't. You should have found it by now, son. You should have found it by now, but you wasn't cleaning right. Then finally, mother, I got an idea. It goes up in the closet. <gasps> you see, so that you could make it a double lesson. It's all kind of things you could do to keep you cool. You know what I mean? Um, but you gotta be, you gotta have emotional control to be able to do that. And like I said, we tend to always have it when somebody's in our presence that we want to impress. Then we can get, we can get a hold of ourselves. You know, like I said, she had that oh bug dollar. I was like. <laughs> Act up if you want. <laughs> you better get your mind right. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I don't care nothing about that. You better get that look off your face. You know. Um. So, you know, that's what I wanted to share. You know, it's time for a lot of us to do a deep cleaning. You know, we got to stop doing these superficial cleanses just so that we can look right. You know, within the identity that we've created for ourselves. When you allow the divine to deep clean you you're going to get a whole new identity and it may not be the one you want you, you know what i mean when when i i'll say when i decided to to have a more serious relationship with the divine um there was a lot of things that that i couldn't have anymore there's a lot of things i couldn't do anymore and eventually even some of the things that bothered me didn't bother me as much anymore you know um through that closer relationship I became a lot more unbothered, which allowed me <laughs> to really up the quality of my uh, trauma pranks. Because <laughs> I think more clearly. Let's, th let's think. Let's think. Let's think through this. Hmm. You know, because especially when you have like young teenage boy. After a while, you can't keep putting your hands on them. You know what I mean? You, you got to respect their manhood when they go through puberty. So I'm not into that. Yeah, I, 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 I weigh your ass out. Even though we have had our moments, but yeah, I mean, I guess I still, I don't know, but I, I try not to really get into that because you got to respect their manhood, you know? Um, so you got to sometimes think, well, how can I, how, and then sometimes they like it. They get beat up and you know what I mean? And it's, and it's, they, they enjoy my, my youth, enjoy time with me. They enjoy being around me more than I like being around them. You know, so <laughs> you know, so I'm always like, man, go do something, find something to do. No, we, we want to chill with you today, Baba. Like, what you doing today? Oh, God, you know. So if I'm beating up on them, it's like it's a it's like I'm crying, but I'm enjoying it at the same time. You know, what I mean, it's that type type of thing. You know, like now I'm wrestling with Baba. You know, 
Um, <laughs> so you got to figure out other things to do sometimes, you know. Um, but like I said, the more you you seek for that divine will to become your will or vice versa, your will to become the divine will, you'll be less bothered. You'll be less angry. You'll be less emotional. And you'll be more excited about the new roles that you have to take on when you finally allow for a deep cleaning in your life. You know, when you finally allow for a deep cleaning in your life and you're no longer, you know, just doing the superficial things that keep you in the game. You know, we have a lot of people like that in consciousness, you know, um, this flock of birds is real pretty. But um, we have a lot of people like that in consciousness who don't really make the serious commitments. They're not looking for a serious relationship with the divine. They're just looking to be a part of this to get what they want. And whether that be something on a metaphysical level, more intelligence, a, a mate, car, a job, more access to sex, whatever it is. But, you know, again, those are the kiddie relationships. You know, those are the immature relationships. You know, and um, yeah, New York City boots all day. New York City, yeah. I don't wear boots all the time now, though. You know, just just <laughs> just to be clear, there was there was a moment when I had to uh, kind of get out of that, and then I used to wear shoes all the time. You know, um, I used to wear a lot of a lot of I used to dress a lot. You know what I mean? And a lot of a lot of hard bottom shoes, a lot of suits. You know, I I used to cut hair in my barbershop in a suit, just to give you some background. You know what I mean? Um, it didn't matter to me, but I always I, I wanted to have a look a certain way, you know, and kind of have a certain distinguished look. Look, so that meant you know I had to pull off of wearing boots, and I, I would wear boots. I, I still wear boots now, but more like you know designer boots and stuff like that. So, you know, we we grow. And like I said, when I was younger, I was more paranoid. You know, I was I was always ready for something to pop off. <laughs> you know, so I worked out a lot. Um, trained in, in, in fighting, you know, boxing, always slap boxing, shadow boxing, wrestling, and, uh, you know, calisthenics, um, and just ready, you know, and especially around when uh, I got older, it still didn't stop because around the year 2000, well, before the year 2000, maybe the mid-90s when everyone was like, yeah, the neo-Nazis are saying that they're going to be flooding the streets and the year 2000 and doing this and you know so now i'm like even more vigilant and turned up even more like you know i wish they would <laughs> so um yeah you know but you, you you learn after a while that your assurances and your safety and your security in life doesn't necessarily always come by your hand but it comes by your ability to be obedient to the creator you know and then you'll feel a, a totally different level of safety because you're divinely guided, you know, and not just relying on your brawn. And especially as you get older, you ain't got as much brawn. I can't do the things that I used to do when I was younger, man. I, I mean, I could, but I ain't, I ain't interested. <laughs> you know, that, it takes a lot more effort and training at this point to be able to do those things. And I'm just, I, my heart is not there anymore, you know. I'm, I'm interested in other things, you know. So anyway, yeah, I just wanted to share that. We've been about an hour. And more importantly, just kind of continuing that conversation. But I really wanted to just stress upon the deep cleanse, man. Deep cleaning. You're going to have all kind of infestations, whether it's mice, whether it's errant thoughts, whether it's internal demons. And you got to allow the light of the divine to do a real deep cleaning on you. And that's going to mean that going through that door that I talked about, that door where you level up and, ser and get serious about your relationship with the creator, that door is always has the same sign on it. Every doggone time. Obedience. It's always a deeper level of obedience. Every single time. You know what I mean? Uh, whether it's, I like to be in the background. No. Start a podcast. Start teaching. Obedience. You listen to some of those early podcasts, they're hard to find now, but <laughs> the sound quality was completely different because I used to go, in order to get through it, <laughs> I used to have to go, I would go hike in the woods and I had this headset that had like a little mic on it and I had a netbook, netbooks, they don't even make them anymore, the tablet kind of knocked out the netbooks, but I had a little netbook and I would plug up the little headset 
and I would sit in the woods, like under a tree, and then I would just talk about Orisha. That's the only way I could get through it <laughs> at, at that time, you know, because I felt I felt more comfortable. I, I feel safer in the woods, and I felt more comfortable and more safe in the woods. So in that environment, I could just sit on the ground or sit on a rock and then just flow. So you figure out how to do it, but you just do it. Get her done. All right? So I'm going to head out, and I will that all of you continue your planning on this day and continue your advancing forward. And, yeah, like I think I saw somebody say, why am I pulling out my stove now? Pull out them stoves and the refrigerators clean behind them, you know, and think about the stoves and refrigerators in your mind, the fixed ideas that need to be moved to the side and worked on. All right, everyone? Enjoy your first day. I'll see you soon. Peace.